Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome to A View from the Bullens in partnership with the Fitzrovia Bell London, our official away day pub for all Evertonians. And sponsored by flatback4.co.uk, clothing inspired by the beautiful game. And fanscapes.co.uk, made by fans for fans. Hello and welcome to another episode from A View from the Bullins with me, Mick Kemp, Lee McLean, Carl McKenna, Ben Wynn Stanley, and Michael Ball. Guys, Everton 1, Man City 3. Lee, what were your thoughts on the game? Oh, coming to me first, man. Wow. Um, no shame in losing to Man City first off. Um, clearly, just a, a, a level at least above every single side in the, in the Premier League. And he's shown real quality. Um, we all obviously predicted a defeat before the game, but I don't think it makes it OK. Um, I was disappointed with our sort of lack of belief and ambition. Um, I know you're, you're going to go into a game against Man City as underdogs, but for me, we didn't really look like we were even trying to win the game at, at any point. Um, we were sort of relying on maybe a little bit of luck, maybe City having an off off night and catching, you know, maybe a, a set piece or something like that. I'm just not sure what our plan was to to even try and win the game. Um, a little bit, little bit worrying to be honest. Positives, I think. Jordan Pickford had a, a better game. I think he looked more solid. I know you, you could argue he could, could have done a little bit better for the third goal, but I thought overall he did a lot, a, a lot better. But Charleston worked hard and got another, another goal. That's another positive. Um, you know, concerned with Yerry Mina going off because he, he's massive for us and I, I just pray to God that he's fit for Saturday because I don't want to go into the derby without him. Um, not sure where Alan was. You know, were we saving him for Saturday? Maybe um, I don't know. O- overall, a very predictable result, Mick. Mm. Bowley, there was a couple of changes. Uh, Pickford came in, Michael Keane, Yerry Mina came in, Alex Awobi came in. Um, you know, Luca Dean went on to the left hand side, almost like a left wing. Did you agree with that sort of setup? Um, yeah, I think so. I could see what Carlo was trying to do. Um, he's looked at how City are being performing lately, and we know. They're gonna 
keep hold of the ball for long periods of the game and we wanted to keep it tight at the back and and I think our game plan was just to just to try and keep it tight, defend the goal. And when we did get an opportunity to go forward, make the right pass. And unfortunately, we never. Um, you know, the first even the first ten minutes when we put the defence under some kind of pressure, they made a few mistakes and we won the ball back. And we just didn't have the belief, as has been mentioned already, to make the right pass or the right cross and to cause problems. Um, you know, I watched City quite closely um over the season and when they've struggled, it's, it's teams are set up like we have today. And sometimes it doesn't work for them. And um, I the Sheffield United game, you know, they were still in the game. Okay, they didn't have the ball and City high possession, but they were still in the game. And as the game goes on, space starts appearing. And you just hope the ball falls to one of your main key players who can make the right pass and right cross and it's probably the first example. I think a couple of times Iwobi had the ball, and his crossing ability was just a letdown. And you know, if we get a goal, then it's a different, different type of game. Um, obviously, Mina and Mina went off, and Coleman came on. That wouldn't uh, help Ancelotti's plans. Um, I don't understand why it took so long for the, to make to make that substitution. But um, so that doesn't help matters. Um, and then obviously, when we get the goal, you know, that's Iwobi did well. He decided not to cross and found Coleman, then we're back in the game. And you just think in the second half, you know, same as the first half, but just a little bit more belief when we got the ball. And mm-hmm. every time we, we did get the ball in the right areas, we've seen to panic. We seem to have that sort of panic in possession, trying to force the issue a little bit and instead of have that calmness and assurance that sometimes we, we probably showed more obviously away from home than we, we have a Goodison unfortunately and you know as the game goes on Tardis sets in and you know the quality City have they find the pockets and you know they've, they've got players who can you can score from anywhere and you know when they score wonder goals like you can say on the TV there's not much you can do about it but as defender there's, there's many things you can do about it it's all about pressing not you know, sticking to your man don't give them any you know half a yard, even two yards we were giving them at times and quality Man City have got, they're going to hurt you um, and unfortunately they were they were on form tonight and uh, it's another disappointing result for us um, but there was moments in that game I was pretty pleased with, you know it's just we didn't find the right pass we didn't find the right combination um, you know, some players, just, I just think they're just lacking that belief because we're playing against sort of top quality side, they feel that they're trying to find you know, a difficult pass instead of trying to find a simple one. Um, I mean, it's a bit obviously a big test um, tonight, and but it's going to be some sort of we're playing Liverpool, your arch rivals, and there's moments in that game where you think, look, we could we've got to press to cut to force the issue. We can't just sit back and get deeper and deeper and deeper because you know, no matter what team you're playing against, they're going to hurt you when you keep on giving your opposition so much time and space. You know, they're going to create um, problems for you and. Yeah, disappointing result, but yeah, probably predictable. Mm, Carl, I know we just spoke off air. You're a bit disappointed, aren't you? You felt like we didn't really give it a go, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, just to echo what Liam Borley has said, really. I think, you know, when you're playing a team with such such quality, it's, it's pretty hard to really look at any negatives. That, you know, on paper, we're, we're miles behind, aren't we, and fairly, so... I just, uh, I don't know, I just think sometimes in our, in our gameplay, we just we look, we look, look, look like we've got no ideas against top teams, and I get really concerned about that situation because, like, like Bordy said then, and 
the league. We did have opportunities when we pressed when we pressed again, and it was like they were deflated after doing it once or twice. It was like, oh, we nearly got in there. I'll tell you what, we'll just, well, we won't do that again. You know, and I'm just a bit like, if you don't try, you don't succeed. If that makes sense, you know what I mean? So it's like. Even in defensive, when Mares kept cutting in on the left, he's obviously a left-footed player playing right side. He's coming in on his left, and our defenders are running back towards Pickford. I had thought he'd caught me if I'm wrong here, but shouldn't our defenders be running out as if he's going to whip it in? Yeah, well, as the ball goes down, he should be pushing out the half a yard to hopefully catch them offside. But, you know, Mares' goal, he, he, he stays so far wide. You know, and there's, there's Digny and Godfrey first and foremost they sort of got mixed up and then that's mm. where they created the space so I think Davis was the closest one to him yeah. and it shouldn't have been Davis even there um, but that's clever players you know they, they, they can exploit it if we're not on, on cue with each other not keeping tight as a back four and um, and a back five keeping them tight it's it's always going to be difficult as soon as you switch off they, they punish you no, mm. He's a bit like I. He's a bit like Iron Robin, isn't he? You know, you want to play him on the right. You want to keep him on his right foot. Mm. But he always finds a way to get on his left foot. No, what it? a player he is! What Look, a... obviously, Mourinho said it himself, didn't he? Ancelotti would have admitted that as well. If you don't get it right against this top team, you're going to be punished. And you know, we we had times in the game there where that pass was on, and we, like Ball, he said the nail on the head. David tried the other one, and it's like, why have we just tried that? Our final mm. ball of Wolby today was, was shocking, to be honest. It was awful. Um, you know, and that's got to be better. And moving into games for the rest of the season, we've still got some tough games coming up now. Haven't we, lads? You know what I mean? What Liverpool, mm. you know, there's tough games on the horizon again. And we've got to find that, like, ability to either see a game out and nick it 1-0 is what we try to do today. Or if it's if it's not working, let's, let's try and put them on the back foot and see how they react. And just like maybe mix it up a bit against teams that we we, we ultimately will have to defend and play probably that exact same formation. But sooner or later, teams are going to get onto that formation. It's it's not going to be hard for them to understand that. And then, you know, where do we go from there? It's like it's throwing me round at the moment. Like I'm on a roller coaster, Everton. It's it's really frustrating me more than anything. And tonight was another one. I expected to lose, but I'll be honest with you, I expected a little bit more as well. But um, mm. quality will always rise to the top, as they say. Mm. Ben, you know, we, we went in at half-time 1-1 and, and I suppose Carlo Ancelotti's game plan was, was sort of working. Is that fair to say at half-time? Yeah, obviously we all went in and I was quite optimistic at half-time. I thought we defended quite well. But let, let one thing straight, they are a fantastic football team with superb players. What we lack in terms of obviously pace, skill, they've got it in abundance. I think every one of their plays is rapid, quick, and they want the ball. I, I was just impressed about they were playing like somehow free at the back, and that Kinsella was like a second striker. Mm. I think it just confused us everywhere. And it's it's going in half time one one. Like I said, I was quite optimistic. I, I thought the game plan had worked. They'd had a few clear chances. Um, I was quite assured, obviously, with Pickford in the first half, was he, he caught the ball and punched. Punch well, and it's, we seem to be frustrating uh, City when they want one, one and up. I thought, oh, here we go, the floodgates are going to open. But we got back quick, so at least showed a little bit of fight. Um, and then I, f- I feel like that the second half subs kind of killed us. Um, obviously, clearly, Mara scored an absolute world, and that ball he just touched on there. That 
it's the mix up between Godfrey and Dean um, of who was tracking him and no keeper in the world saving that it was absolutely outstanding goal and what a finish um, top player but it's uh, I think the subs a bit of a random one really I thought Tom Davis was playing really well um, in the centre of the park again um, I think he was getting hold of the ball and protecting the, the back four but I, I don't see what gossip Sigurdsson's got on Carlo at the moment he doesn't seem to be getting hooked at all um, yeah. I, I I don't like when it's Hammers and Sigurdsson in the same team I mentioned on the podcast at the weekend it just doesn't work mm. they're, they're very similar they're your number 10 creative players and when that happened I felt like we just got kind of overrun again um, so I, I don't think that substitution helped us in that respect so it, I, and look that, that third goal watching it back it was literally a comedy of errors um, if you're 2-1 down in the last 10 minutes of the game there's always that chance you can nick a goal and you're in it to the end but yeah. that fair goal that, that Bernardo Silva literally strolls past Sigurdsson as if he's not there and Michael Keane who's been great this year somehow turned into a Sunday league defender and then you, you've, got to look, you've got to look at Jordan Pickford again I know it, it might have been difficult but he gets a very good answer that he potentially should be saving it so that fair goal was, was was disappointing to obviously conceive for me. Um, like I said, just a comedy of errors, and we wanted a bit of a reaction. And, and as Carl said, it it was better, but it was was it good enough? No, not for me. I, I, I don't I don't feel like we, I've been dying for fight all day. Just like we've touched on previously, there's a way to lose, and mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like we showed enough tonight to say, look, we gave everything, but unfortunately, we've lost to a world class goal and a great football team. We, we, we could have really got off them and had a, had a go. Were we too deep? Maybe. Maybe it was the game plan, but it was just a difficult one. But putting off on the side, they are a fantastic football side. They're brilliant to watch. Great for the neutral. Um, and let's no doubt they're, they're going to probably win, walk this league, um, the most expensive squad in world football. And you beat, you run for a pass and win the treble. So I can't praise them enough. But for Everton, I, I, I wanted a bit more today. Um, from all the players, um, it was obviously massive losing Yerry Mina early doors because you look at how well he's performed and how obviously colossal he is for us at the back. I, I think Lee was touching on on our WhatsApp group of how actually good he's been this year. So losing him early doors, you get Coleman on. Um, he's like I said, a great servant to the club, but thirty-two years of age, he's pushing it against obviously Raheem Sterling, who yeah. seemed to get four yards of pace out of nowhere tonight and. It's one of them, but it, it's disappointing, Mick. It's, it was quite positive at half-time, and in the second half, I just felt like it just went downhill quite quickly, and we didn't even really look like scoring in the second half. So, on to, on to Saturday. Um, let's try and put this one behind us. It, it's a game we, we all kind of knew we didn't expect to win. Um, I just wanted a bit more from the lads tonight, to be honest. Uh, I'm pretty sure most Evertonians would agree with me. Lee, it's now three home defeats on the bounce, uh, and no home win six in the league. Uh-huh. Um, with that sort of form does it put an emphasis on this sort of game especially against the likes of Man City where you think because of our recent form we needed to try and get a point tonight is that fair to say? It's fair to say Mick it is yeah but obviously it's it's a lot easier said than done against a side of that quality but from Everton's point of view we need to find something again we need to find a spark from somewhere we've lost it, it seems to me like we've lost quite a lot of belief in ourselves and we're worrying too much about what the opposition are doing in recent games, um, and I don't think we're imp- impo- imposing ourselves and our own ability enough on the opposition. And I know against Man City, that's probably a, a little bit of, of a tough ask, and you are 
going to be forced to sit deep and, and concede possession and, and take your chances when they come, like Bawley said. But you, you mentioned off air, Mick, I think um, it, it's sort of a free hit. You know, our season isn't going to hinge on Man City at home. Our season, you know, is going to be, is going to ultimately depend on the results we get between now and the end of the season against the teams that we're expected to beat. And, and these are the, the games that we've fallen short of late. So we need to find a way. We need to change something because I mentioned this last week. We can't just carry on hoping that the same sort of approach and tactics are going to work when they're letting us down most weeks. Um, so I'd just like to see something different, something to spark us into life again. And just so, you know, like we had at the at the start of the season where it looked like we were we were scoring three, four, five goals every, every week and we looked really confident and sure, sure in our ability. We, we've got some good players, um, but we're not showing it at the minute. We look really devoid of confidence and, you know, we're not trying things. I don't think pl- players are trusting themselves. I think they, they're getting despondent quite quickly. Um so you know you can't fail to be concerned about the the recent form, especially at home. Um, but we've got the right man in charge. We can't lose faith now. We we've had a tough few days, and I think the players will be feeling it as well. But we're going into a game where historically they say form goes out the window. Obviously, that's not been the case with Everton from Everton's point of view uh, in in recent years. But hopefully, we can get players back. And we're talking Alan, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Hamez coming back in from the start. Hopefully, Yerimina will be okay then. Maybe things will look a little bit rosier before the game at the weekend. Um, but yeah, it, it, recent form is a, is a massive concern and it needs to turn quickly. Otherwise, we, we risk this season running away from us quite quickly. Well, in our last four games, we've now conceded 12 goals. Um, just before that that sort of run, we, we look quite solid at the back. Um have you got any ideas on what's causing this? I mean, three against Man U, four against Spurs, two against Fulham and another three tonight. I think the opposition, besides City tonight, I think um, a lot of the opposition have looked at us. We have been defending deep. It has been working for us and the opposition have done the homework on us and tried to find how can we exploit the space in front of our back four. And this has been using width. Um most of the time when I watch us, I feel it's our own downfall. Um, again, tonight, nothing really come from it, you know, but City did get chances. Was Pickford's playing from the back. You know, We had two centre-halves in the six-yard box. We passed it around and then we launched the ball, lose the second ball. And then you know, we got defenders still in our box and we're not winning the second ball. You know, I don't know who you could blame. Uh, you know, Obviously, when it does work, it works well. But how many times did it actually work? I can't remember off the top of my head. Have we ever gone through the whole team? And you know, probably once or twice it's probably happened. Nine times out of ten, we lose the ball before we get over to our halfway line. You know, and it happened a few times tonight. And um, they just had, had a few chances, didn't hit the target. And we all would have been finger pointing at Pickford or was it Michael Keane's sort of chip long ball forward? And you're just thinking, if it's not working, lads, let's just get together, you know, pick a side and just kick it long and try and keep it tight and, and lose the ball further up the pitch. I feel we lose the ball far too often 
in our own half and our own third. And mm. but but on, they're on the back foot then. And but when it keeps on happening time and time again, you see players. You know, besides Tom Davis, to be fair, he's the the one who's got a bit of the balls about him. He keeps on asking for the ball in dangerous areas. But I feel why even ask for it? Because who are you going to pass to? Because again, it's going to be backwards and sideways again. And it's probably mm. not nice in the eye. But play the odds a little bit more until the game stretches out. You know, tonight probably for the first 25, 30 minutes is before we started passing the ball around because it, the, the game settled down slightly. You're thinking, that, okay, it's settled down now and here's your moments to try and pick the right passes. Uh, before then, we were just playing into their hands. You know, they were setting traps and we were, we were falling for them. They're losing the ball in midfield and and that's just clever play from the opposition, really, just knowing what our faults are. And we're playing to their hands, I feel. We probably just need to be a little bit more direct. And if we're going to lose the ball, lose a bit further forward. And that's going to help our, hopefully, you know, our, our back four from conceding. Great job. Mm. I'm just glad Carl. Paulie got that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Carla, on the weekend, we were all quite critical of, of Carlo Ancelotti's team selection. Uh, tonight, there was no James Rodriguez and uh, Josh King was left on the bench again, and I think a lot of there was a big call for him to start. Are, are you a bit disappointed that Josh King didn't start? No, they're the two of the unfittest players in our team. Mick, why would you start them too? I I wouldn't start Josh King, mate. He's not fit enough. Not fit enough. Mm. He'd, he'd be a passenger, so you can't have. You couldn't have him, Sigurdsson, and Rodriguez in the same team, not in a million years, because he's not fit. He's coming on with 19 minutes to go. You know, he's, he's running. I watched them again today. Come on for 19 minutes, 19 minutes to go. And he must have burst the sprint about three or four times, right? And then he ended up left back. And I was like, what, what, what's, what's scrapping in here? What's, what's going on? Where's he playing? And then he, he didn't run. He didn't run after that. You know, he had a little chance where it was a bad touch. And he, he probably, if he was fitter, he'd have probably got, got a better touch and scored that. Um, so no, I, I wouldn't start him. Mick. He's not fit enough. Is the answer to that question, mate? And I'm going to be blatant about it because you know he he was a last minute signing. I don't know how many games he played at Bournemouth, but you know there's not there's not much pressure on him, is there? That's <laughs> have it right. He's he's got a six month contract that he can leave on a free. You know, is he? Is, you know what I mean? It's like. Bit of a weird signing for me, personally. I thought he'd hit the ground running and, and he could have come in and played up front by Don McCart Loomis injured because at the end of the day, we haven't got a recognised striker. Mm. So I thought the initial thought was to buy someone who can come in and play straight away. Not like a Cavani type. You know, I'm not going to say like we should have went for someone like that. But, you know, we, we, we didn't really show... It's not really ambition signing Josh King, is he? You know what I mean? An unfit one as well. You know, rightly so. He's not playing. He's not fit enough. So I'm not gonna, you know, give gonna give the lad the credit when he gets fit and see whether he can pull up some, you know, trees for us. But at the moment, mate, I, I don't think he warrants a start. And when I seen him with Rodriguez coming on today, obviously we looked at them two to make a spark and make a difference. And oh, right, yes, Man City, I get it. You know what I mean? It's gonna be hard to come into a game like that where the tempo's high and you know they're probably chasing the ball. We were what he was chasing around for a while because he couldn't get the ball off them. But I don't know, just. I don't know, Mick. I'm really deflated, mate. You can probably hear it in my voice. I'm mm. usually well more positive than this one. Mm. But uh, you know, I had a crazy veil in the fridge. I could have done two. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... Um, I don't know. 
the Josh King scenario and, and the Rodriguez sub, I don't know, Mick. Honest to God, mate, I don't know. I don't really know where that came from there. If I was Ancelotti, I'd have been protecting my players. I'd have took the core off because, for me, he's our best player at the minute. Mm. I'm happy he took Tom off because I thought Tom was playing well again. Yeah, he was he was collecting a ball. But as far as Josh King goes, Mick, on that question, I, I, the jury's out for me with him. And, I, I, and if, you know, he's got to get fit. He's got to get fit because at the end of the, at the, end of the day, you know, he's, he's not got long left, has he, really? And if someone takes an injury, he, he's going to be the one to step in because he clearly doesn't trust Bernard no more. He's not coming on before him, so... Unless, until he's fit, mate, he wouldn't start for me anyway. And he mm. wouldn't start on Saturday, no way. Mm. Ben, just just sticking with this, Ben, um, you know, there was a lot of criticism on the weekend and, and he went with the same two up top again in, in Sigurdsson and, and Richarlison. Were you happy with, with those two leading the line again? Um, the the whole Sigurds the Sigurdsson thing's a bit mad. I, I, against the Spurs, I thought he was the, the old Sigurdsson. I thought he was really good in in the FA Cup, but I can't see how he had the performance against Fulham and then gets handed the captain's armband tonight. I was just completely baffled by that. Um, I I would have probably not played him. Tonight, Sigurdsson, I would have maybe rested him uh, or put not started him at all and played. I probably would have started Hammers there because I don't think Sigurdsson actually tracked back and followed the runners all game, to be honest. He played quite high up for me, uh, in obviously in that number 10 role. And we seem to have gone back to this 4 2 3 1 kind of formation where we started off the year like a 4 3 3. So, look. Alan for me is massive so it, it sounds like he, he was rested tonight um, obviously for the Merseyside derby so for me he comes in and slots straight back in anyway um, now would you would you stick Davis as like the six still leave him pivoting and push Alan the Corey fair yep. up against Liverpool yep. probably would I think um, yep. I think the last time we seen Alan perform one of the high ups against Leeds at home wasn't it and he was by far yep. the best player on the pitch <laughs> That, that day. Um, he used the ball well in the final third, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he's a brilliant player and he's got one of the highest successful dribbling rates in, in the Premier League for his position and, in fact, out the, all the plays in the division. So, Alan, for me, walked straight back into that team, especially on on, uh, on Saturday and he's going to be a, a massive game-changer. But the team to sit to start, it, it was a difficult one for me, Mick, because I, I love Lucas Dean at left back. I feel like, I, like I said with previous podcasts, I love Ben Godfrey. I think he's brilliant, but he's not a natural left back. I get what people were saying around Christmas time, but we, we were getting results. We were, because we were getting goals and we were defending solidly. But when you, the goals start to dry up, he's not your overlapping fullback. And that outlay is just completely gone. That, that football is gone. So I would have liked to have seen maybe Dean. Um, left back and then maybe Bernard on the left or a different player because I just feel like they've got a bit more of an understanding a bit more overlapping and yeah but it's it's a weird one at the moment I still feel Carlo doesn't know what his best 11 is um, mm. I feel like it's it just tw- swapping and changing look it, it, this, this is not going to fix itself over the, this year um, I still think with the squad he inherited, we are still overachieving where we are, the points we've got. I agree, I uh, agree, I agree. Ben, and, yeah. and obviously being in the FA Cup quarters now, I think we are overachieving with this squad. 
Um, and sometimes you just gotta. We, we do get overexcited, Evertonians. We do. We have a good performance, and we that's it. Then we're all up again, singing the blues and all that. And but sometimes you've got to pinch yourself and go, "This is a long-term thing that Ancelotti's got to get hold of. It's going to take a few more windows. He's obviously got a few players there that he he still doesn't trust and doesn't want in the team. So it must it must be hard for it. Must be a nightmare. You, you go from the likes of like Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, PSG, these superstars. You you got a massive squad, and this is by far probably one of his hardest jobs he's had to do because it is a long term. It's not it's not a short fix. This, and I'm pretty sure all Evertonians agree. He's in it for the long run, and I think we all are. And we just need to kick on now. Like I said, it's it's disappointing that we we haven't won at home this year in the Prem. Um, I. Didn't realise that until I think the think Ali McCoy was still going on about bloody city, but he was uh, he mentioned it today. So we haven't won at home, and it's a bit of a surprising start that for me, um, and it's a bit of a reality check to be honest. And we need to improve at home, and depending on who you're playing, um, I just I just desperate for a bit more fight. I want I want the players to really turn up on Saturday and put a shift in. Like it is unpredictable the derby games, and I just. Not sure how we attack it. Um, I just feel like with the, the whole squad's a bit deflated at the moment. I, I, I just need a bit of like a, a lift again. Um, I thought the FA Cup game was going to do it. I don't think it has. Um, so hazard of us by the looks of things, mate, didn't it? Yeah, I think, I think we still look knackered, don't we? Um, all the players. So, yeah, let, let's see what happens. But to answer to your question, Mick, it's, it was a hard one today. But for me, giving Sigurds in the armband was just a bit of a strange decision. But um, we move on. Mm. Lee, is that is that fair to say that our expectations need to be lowered a little bit, and we you know we need to be patient with this team both, and mate. Carlo Ancelotti? Of course, I agree with it because you know we're, we're far from the finished article, and Ben's absolutely right. It is going to take another couple of windows before I suppose we get where we we want to be in the end. But this, you still can't you know ignore the fact that we've lost far too many games that we shouldn't have lost. So you can only judge yourselves. By, by where we are and where other teams are. It's a crazy season. And I think we've let ourselves down to this point. So, do I think we're, we're overachieving and, and do I think we've got more points than we should have at this point of the season? Absolutely not. No, I think we're probably four, five, six points below where we, where we should be. If we had applied ourselves properly in in even half of the games where we've really, really, truly let ourselves down, especially at Goodison Park, so I, I I think the reason why we get excited, and we've all been guilty of that, haven't we, on on here, is because we we can see the potential and the and the players show it in in fleeting glimpses what what they can do and what they're capable of and. You then look at it the next fixture, and if it's a kind fixture, you think, "Oh well, if we win that one, we're going to be, you know, level on points with Liverpool or whatever it is, or pushing for the top four." And then you get let down again, and it just seems to be this constant cycle of getting your hopes up and disappointment. So, I think it's a tough one. I think you've got to balance that question out. I think long, longer term, we're absolutely nowhere near where where we need to be, or where Ancelotti will certainly want us to be. But I think if you're judging on this season so far, I think we're actually underachieving a little bit. That's it in terms of the games that we've lost. Bowley. Mm. Bowley, just going back to this game, will Ancelotti lose much sleep over this game? I mean, looking at the league table, we're sitting in seventh. Uh, we are three points behind them, not across the park. We're five behind West Ham. 
and we're five behind Chelsea, who sits in fourth. Will Will Ancelotti just scratch this game off and just think it was a, a free hit? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, you know, as Lee just said there, you know, it's um, we got our hopes up because we were getting results and we we were showing glimpses of good football. Uh, players and managers like Ancelotti, there's nothing you can do about that result. You just got to focus on the next game and try and put it right. Um, us as fans, we always look back at it and go, "Well, we could we picked up points here and there. We, we looked a bit more healthier for us." Um, and I think with, with with Carlo, obviously, he needs you know a few more windows at least. You know, he's inherited a you know a very strange squad. So many players that were weren't good enough, and we needed to get them out. But you know, I think today probably have only three, maybe four of his signings playing. Um, there was a Godfrey. Hammers, King, if you can call it, one of his signers as well. You know, he's getting the best out of what we've got available. Um, and to be honest, not just the Fulham game, but just other games, the players have let them down. You know, we've showed that we've got the ability if we apply ourselves correctly and have that desire and that nastiness. And we, when we show that nastiness, we get results. And when we pick up results, we seem to think we can just turn up and think we're Real Madrid or Barcelona, that we don't have to put the hard yards in anymore. And I think Carlo's, you know, he's getting to see what we've been witnesses for, for many, many years now, that we can get ourselves up for the big games, put a big shift in, you know, have a good night, celebrate a good win, but then throw it away against teams that we should be rolling over. Um, and I feel that this season, especially everyone's calling it a strange season, it's a massive opportunity for us. And it's a massive opportunity that we should. It looks like it's slipping and slipping yeah. away uh, at this moment yeah. in time. Correct. You know, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you know. November was a bad, no, you know, it was a bad month for us, and it looks like February is a is a bad month. And let's hope we can finish it high with a, a big win against our arch rivals because the only way to just kick back your season and get a bit of belief is just being together as a team and putting that belief in and putting a big performance out. And that's just about show a bit of grit, show a bit of frustration. Um, you see it at times, but not enough. I'm sick of seeing, not just Sigurdsson, he always gets sort of picked out, but he does the arm a lot. He puts the arm about, not just to point the ball, but when he doesn't find the pass, he's too busy t- saying sorry, then getting the ball back, chasing back five yards, put the put the opposition under pressure and then he can say sorry or say sorry when you fall one up when you've, you've made the wrong pass I'll be fuming you know if it would be teammate I'm saying sorry to me I'll be going to sort it out just get it right stop saying yeah. sorry to me just concentrate and do yeah. you're getting paid to pass the ball just pass the ball right and then we don't have to have this issue and it just seems to happen far too often that we seem to be too nice with each other and there's no one sort of in your face demanding better levels mm-hmm. from each other um, and but, you know, I don't know if it's the, the modern football or not, but you you see good football teams. You know, you see Man City today when they've done a, right, a bad pass. I've seen Decore for us when he made sort of the wrong decision or he's seen a moment. He had his head in his hands, you know, disappointed in himself. Yeah. And I, do, I want that from throughout the whole team, not just from one or two players. OK, guys, that's all we've got time for today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Uh, pre-match Derby Day is on our next podcast, which is episode 16, which you'll be able to catch from Thursday morning at 9am. In the meantime, stay safe, take care and all the best. Thanks for listening to A View from the Bullens in partnership with the Fitrovia Bell London, our official away day pub for all Evertonians. And sponsored by flatback4.co.uk clothing inspired by the beautiful game and fanscapes.co.uk made by fans for fans